Hello and welcome to the No Holds Barred Witchcraft Podcast, a podcast for real witches that are both toilet trained and magically trained. <laughs> they don't uh, get themselves into a pickle or piddle on themselves, do they? I'd hope not. No, not unless it's purposefully. Yes, if you're into that sort of thing. So this episode is called So Moat Back Con, and the title was suggested, I think, about two years ago. I know it's over a year. About two years ago by Mr. Railroad. Okay, he didn't say specifically what this episode needed to be about, but we have now gotten around to this episode suggestion. So Moat Back Con, there's that kind of thing where they say, is it So Moat It Be? and then cons are like what con artists do which are like tricks and ploys to get normally money and such out of people so it's trickery isn't it it's not just thieving you're tricking someone into giving you the money so so that con is we approve of con artistry is that right (laughs) (laughs) we say we approve of it we approve of trickery we definitely approve of trickery otherwise we'd have to stop teaching well, that's true. Or at least teach in a slightly different way. No. But yeah, I, of... I, I don't like Sorry. con artists. No. What sort of trickery dost thou approve of, Fasty One? Um, any, anything to do with baneful magic, I think, is okay. <laughs> is that trickery <laughs> or is that just like magical assault? <laughs> No, I just mean I kind of like dis. I think distraction and kind of you know misdirection are part of the talk, the standard toolkit that should be at any witch's disposal, really, because ultimately you want you don't want people to be aware of what you're doing. So I think there's always a certain amount of mis misdirection, like like my um, my rose quartz. I don't think that's I don't think that's particularly baneful. But Do is you, I'm presuming you don't think though that stupid people deserve to be taken advantage of. Or that we shouldn't sympathize with stupid people for being taken advantage of now. No. Like there's a certain amount of me that kind of goes, fool me once, you know, fool me twice, shame on you. No, short fool me once, shame on you fool me twice shame on me and that because i trust yeah, you a second time that's the one that's the one so i kind of like you know i am a little bit in that way inclined that says if you fell for it for the second time that is mm. a little bit your fault mm. i think if somebody is categorically trying to misdirect that's different mm. though because that's not that's not st- stupid be- people being taken for a ride that is um, someone maliciously trying to make money out of you, which I think is different. I think the idea that someone ta- being taken advantage is categorically stupid is questionable because that just means you might have a really good con artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think you can be totally held responsible for someone being too good at con art- artistry, you know? So is it when when 
someone puts little to no effort into using the common sense that they have in order to protect yeah. themselves. So the weak and the vulnerable might, like a baby, for example, won't necessarily know how to protect itself. But someone that should know better, that then yeah. does something silly, that's what you're saying, deserves that's to be That's what tricked, I'm talking about. Okay. It's more people that you kind of like, you should know better than that. Like, I know there are moments, which is why I think it's, you know, the kind of fall, uh, fall me twice kind of is a good measure of that. Mm. It's because if you fall for it because you just, you know, your, uh, what do you call it, your blinkers were on mm. and you just didn't see something because they were nice or that sort of thing. Fool me once is there for a reason. Right. If you don't see that coming the next time, then I think a little bit shame on you. So if we have two people that both uh, go on the computer, right, on the internet, on the Googling, yeah, do the Googling. One of them is a, a security expert that ends up getting conned out of money because they haven't switched on their two-factor authentication. And the second person that gets conned some old lady because she clicked on a banger that said that her computer has done something illegal and the police are coming round, right? Yeah. Do you blame both of those people? Do you just blame one? Do you not blame any of them? No. Um. Well, with the sweet old, sweet old lady, that's whoever the con artist's fault is because right. she's not expecting it um, and is, isn't wise enough, not of her own accord because of the risk, the uh, timing her life she is. Mm. Um, she wouldn't be expected to know as much about security. Um, the other one is, well, that's, that's a fall, that's a shame on, you know, fool me once. Mm. kind of situation where you're just kind of like ah i should have known better you'd hope that the next time it didn't happen because mm. they'd remember next time they learned their lesson right so the old lady then doesn't really stand a chance so you feel some sort of level of sympathy for the old lady because she was yeah. just trying to find cake recipes right yeah i'd so be blaming she... her children and her uh... grandchildren for not supporting her oh i see because I've I've had I've given many a lesson to my elders to kind of go. Is that is that laptop protected? Mm. You know. Well, yeah, I've got a laptop bag and everything. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Do you not think it's just natural selection though, like what Darwin used to go on about? There's a certain <sighs> amount of that, but I think there is a certain amount of that. I I get what people, but. What I think too many people do is they assume that that's to do with stupidity, whereas mm. I think a lot of the time it's down to people being too trusting. Right. Like, I think there is room for devil's advocate of just assuming, mm. um, you know, preparing. It's not assuming the worst, but preparing for it. Mm. Like, okay. I don't I don't expect you to go around terrified of everything, but I mm. do... I do expect you to have a common sense approach, which is there's a vulnerability there, particularly when we're talking, you know, we're moving this conversation towards magically speaking here. Mm. There is that, you know, people are far too trusting of deities that they like the sound of, um, that, you know, are they prepared for the fact that that actually might not be who they say they are, you know, um, that they're going to be taken advantage of by a specific spirit. 
Mm. I know we were kind of talking earlier today um, about more of those sorts of things of kind of going, actually, when you go to a goddess temple, are you prepared for the fact that it's probably going to be run by morons? I was um, thinking you were going to say the smell. <laughs> um, so, you know, or, you know, you should be suspicious if you go to a um, a goddess temple and they're selling compact mirrors at the desk, you know? <laughs> no, they hand them out, Chris. They don't sell them to you. They're not that great at business. They hand them out and you. they say... If there's any smears on it, <laughs> get some tissue, some blue roll from the back and wipe the smears off. We had a class earlier today and there were a couple of squirters. <laughs> oh, the deliciousness. <laughs> so, yeah, there's so for me, there's a kind of aspect of that is if you are going to step onto this pathway, um, you know, are you prepared? for the worst mm. and by that i don't actually mean protecting yourself with a, a golden cross mm. um for all them demons that are going to try and eat my babies like i'm not talking that level of that level of pre pre-work mm. i'm just saying that you have to walk into this knowing there are people like humans there are good people and there are bad people mm. and you need to be white street wise enough to be able to recognise the difference. And I don't think a lot of people are. I think they they have some kind of idea that because the word God or deity is included, that mm. they're above reproach. Um, obviously, it's down to the fact that most of us will have experienced some kind of Yahweh situation, in which, way, in which case you shouldn't question. Um, now, you know as well as I do, our approach to working with deities is as colleagues and colleagues you work with based on reputation uh, and they can lose that reputation as quickly as they gain it based on their their kind of um behavior and their discourse okay now there's this thing that the wiccans and that say i think is so mote it be is that yes what does that mean? Is that like an amen, like they say, amen or amen, hallelujah, amen, can I get an amen, hallelujah, type shit? Is that just the pagan equivalent of that? Do, I think to a certain extent it is. I think um, Gardner, for all of his um, problems, I think actually was very good mm. at kind of turning a phrase and making things still feel christiany mm. because i think they were i think that was convenient and i mm. do i do think him big enough a con artist to actually make those choices deliberately like the whole blessed bee and the somotic bees are very much a case of um that kind of positive affirmation as well as being a kind of you know whereas i think I think they're also stolen from the idea of a um, commanding into being. Mm. I think it is a bastardization yeah. of um, make it so. Yeah. Um, which is a very kind of ceremonial magician standpoint of willing something into existence. 
Um, it's like when Americans say period at the end of everything. Yeah. I've never really yeah. understood what someone's period has to do with whatever they've just said. But they also consider it to be a full stop, don't they, over there? A period is a full stop. Yeah. yeah. But I don't get why they have to announce yeah. all of the, the, you know, the grammar side of things and that. I mean, do they say hyphen? <laughs> you know? Is it all about periods and hyphens? Or hymens over there? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they're reading and they say full stop at the end. You're not supposed to say that bit, guys. It's like when people say dot, 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 when they announce an ellipsis. Yeah. Like, you're like, no, that's, that's just pause. You mm. can pause for that bit. You don't need to announce it. Right. So there's the kind of phrase or way of thinking, I suppose, that if you're not with me you're against me right so yes. if you don't if you're not with me on my side or agree with me on this issue then you're against me you're either left or you're right or you're either up or you're down there is no in the middle or anything like that do you subscribe to that philosophy no okay do you think that a lot of people in the magical and occult world subscribe to that philosophy. Um, to a certain extent, yes. I think there is. I think there are very fixed ways people think there is a right and a wrong mm. to a lot of things that are more spectrum. Um. You know, so I think there are a lot of people that. Oh, I'm echoing. You're echoing. I can't hear an echo. Oh, I can hear myself. Um, let's hope it's not on there. The um. Um, sorry, I lost my point. Then, I think there's. I think there's a lot of people out there that think there is a right and a wrong. And again, I think that comes from the um abrahamics and this idea of um you know you're either with god or without god mm. very kind of polaric and i think a lot of practitioners with it being one of the hermetic laws take that literally as there is a polarity to things a right or a wrong i don't i don't think that actually plays out in practice but i do think there is a certain amount of emphasis put on polarity where there isn't any need for it okay does it does it come not come from human psychology and society and civilization in that i suppose we in the west particularly more so than the east although the east they have it too we, it's all very mathematical and very scientific and all very rigid laws so you're either legally abiding you're on the right side of the law or you're on the wrong side of the law or it's either one plus one is two everything's very scientific it's therefore when they get things like religion or big concepts and morality it is a case of yes we all agree that killing is wrong or yes we all agree with this we all agree with that whereas actually we try whether it be on a psychological level we need to 
fit things into a yes no binary category or whether it's just that because in society in civilization in the west unlike in the east and that where you keep pulling on the rope to get to astral uh you know astral projection the western person says how long's the fucking rope i need to know how long it is blah 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 where the eastern person just keeps going and they feel it you know is it just psychology is that what it is is that we're too programmed to be in one camp or another or that everything has to have some sort of rigid correct answer like with schooling system you get marked on it even with art class you know you get marked you know i don't know and the reason i say that is because i could just agree and that doesn't feel right mm. Um, I think there's a bit more of it. I think it's definitely a cultural thing mm. where whether or not it's entirely psychological, I don't know. We've definitely been, been conditioned, but mm. I don't think it's from the science side. I find that, that actually the conditionings come from the Abrahamics mm. in the sense that there is this idea of divine, a divine law. Mm. I think because actually absolute only really exists in law mm. um science doesn't in its in its wider context you know yes we dumb it down for how it's consumed at school but we've talked about that many a time that the rules change depending on what level of understanding you're at um i don't think science dictates as much in terms of absolutes whereas i think that appears more so in law so you will have a law, you know, a legal definition for something is allows you to kind of it's one version of fact. Um, so th there is a very much a a legal definition, different definition as to what a crime is, for example. Mm -hmm. But the reason for that is about universality, so that regardless of who does the crime, the punishment is still the same. It's an attempt at that an attempt at that specifically whereas i don't think that's leaked into our culture in the same way i think that comes from a moral point of view which is left over from the victorians for us specifically um i think a similar kind of thing happens in the us but to a more extreme point of view mm. which kind of has more of a polarity than particularly the english approach maybe um, and I don't think that's my point of view. I think that's actually a reality. Um, I think, the, but then, you know, um, I don't live there, so people may argue otherwise. I think that polarity is probably bigger or smaller, depending on what state you live in. Um, I think there is more of a blurred line between, because they have more of a kind of federal approach, which suggests um that actually it's less religion le led ours is kind of very left over mm. from uh christianity for us and the mora the morality of it is how christian we got during the victorian age um we got very christian thanks to uh thanks to the lovely king george um there is that kind of german protestantism that kind of came across at that point that fixed 
um, a, mor a certain kind of morality, which allows more in acceptance of you're with me or you're not with me. Actually comes from, I think, from a moral standpoint, unfortunately, which is why our morals here are so fucked up about things like, you know, where a woman should be in the home or at work. Those sorts of things are still part of this moral um, arena that has kind of been forced upon us. But I think I may have gone too far away from the point. But, um, yeah, I don't think it's quite as black and white. And I don't think it, I can't, I don't feel I can blame science for it, yeah. is the short answer. I think that would be an easy thing to do. We could just blame science is very exact, mathematically true, that sort of thing. But science shifts all the time. Mm. And I, you see that shift all the time as new information comes in. It takes well, a lot well, longer. Scientists die very often. Yeah. Same with archaeology, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So whereas, like, whereas I feel like culture takes a lot longer to shift. Mm. And if it was science-based, we'd have seen a change happen sooner mm. with all the technological advances we've made in recent years. You'd think that morality would be moving quicker. Mm. Whereas I don't think it is. With the technological advances that we've made scientifically and the cultural changes that are happening that often are shifting things that, you know, even 25 years ago, you would not consider it to be at all changed. Like the Church of England are considering making God genderless okay. now and all of that yeah that kind of yeah. stuff which you'd have thought that's crazy like 25 years ago maybe even 10 years ago you'd have thought that was crazy but um do you think that occultism is really progressing or is it going backwards because you speak to many kind of mainstream scientists and they would say as science progresses occultism and magic and that and religion that disappears that becomes less and less and less because we work out that actually there is no god in the sky it's just cloud formations that are weather patterns and systems and such like that. So we have no need for that anymore, but we still might pray to some other thing, luck, for example, you know. So do you think that occultism and magic is somehow going backwards and regressing? Or do you think that's actually going forwards? Because if you look at it on this, if you look at it on like skin deep on the outside, people are just kind of as superstitious and the everyday person probably is maybe I think the more people go into magic on a superficial level the stupider they get I think the average person that watches a lot of Marvel and Disney probably know more about the magic and watch Harry Potter know more about magic than some of these people that do these open rituals it's Stonehenge and Glastonbury and that kind of thing at least they're all talking about like multi-dimensional living and stuff like that which i yeah, know yeah. they might get from star trek or like something from star wars but it is kind of absorbing in isn't it which they didn't necessarily have that hundreds of years ago but at the same time the average actual practitioner's knowledge level and ability seems to be somewhat shit compared to literally hundreds if not thousands of years ago yeah, but I think I think part of that is also from that kind of fantasy aspect, isn't it? So the 
the love of magic here and now is thanks to individuals like Tolkien or Lovecraft mm. or dare I say it, um, you know, I suddenly forgot her name. JK. JK. Um, all of those have had, had a heavy interest in the esoteric. Mm. So actually, on a very surface level understanding, they are probably better read. Mm. Because actually what they've built it on is things like a gripper. Um, because those are the sorts of textbooks that exist mm. when these people were writing. So although J.K. Rowling is kind of at that time of the shift kind of post um post gardener so there is that kind of you know influx of words like witch and wizard um whereas you know we had prior to that with c.s lewis uh, who was obviously a heavy heavy christian hence why lying the witch in the wardrobe etc is all really just about jesus and the solar story but you kind of got the all of that is readable in what's actually happening. So, which actually keeps them in some weird way more current mm. um, than kind of what else is out there. So I don't know. There's, I think there's a lot to be said um, for Wicker's popularity right now mm. being still due to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, than wow, it is necessarily yeah. to have anything to do with the JKs of the world. Um, because to me, JK still fits with Tolkien and Lovecraft as this kind of fantasy LARPing arena. Um, whereas, you know, which have a massive impact on morality, I guess, which is why they're also offended right now with there being a turf. But, you know, <laughs> there is that... <laughs> A turf. A turf. Yeah. Do you not know the term turf? A turf. What's a turf? It basically means that she doesn't believe trans women are women. Right. What about trans men? No, the same too. But she focuses on them um, as a feminist. The F right. in ter turf is feminist. Right. Okay. I'll look so it she, up later. I'll I'll do some yeah, googling. You can do some googling. I'll do um, some googling. But yeah, she's she's a massive turf. So, um, she right. believes that she believes things like you know that trans women shouldn't be allowed into a female's bathroom because that increases the risk of them being assaulted. Um, it's that sort of thing. Oh, okay. But anyway, I don't want to get stuck with that. Um, yeah. I don't so, like the discussion. Zomote.com um, is Zomote potentially means agreeing with. That con yeah. means some sort of con or something like that. Zomote.com. We talked earlier about if you're not with me or against me and that you don't necessarily subscribe to that. However, we are both very outspoken with regards to what we consider magical practice to be versus not and who we might who we consider to be doing actual magic versus not and what magical practices and abilities and such we consider to be absolute bullshit 
and stupidity versus actual what people should be aiming for and such. So if we really look at the question of if you're not with me and against you're against me, that kind of thing, so mote.com, do practitioners have some sort of obligation to when they see bullshit magic either work against it or talk against it because it seems to me that one of the big critiques for both you and I is that we do exactly that that nowadays you're not supposed to, to talk bad about anyone else or anyone's practice and that everyone has their own right and such I think people do have their right to their own shitty practices but I think that uh, it's important from a community perspective to speak out against it you know and what I'm seeing is that I'm seeing no 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 you cannot say that your system is better than someone else's system even though you yourself probably think it is naturally otherwise you would be using that other system surely but there we go <laughs> particularly I'm thinking about in terms of harm because we see many people that have come to both physical harm magical harm psychological harm from getting involved with bullshit magical systems bullshit people cunts assholes and predators let's say we should have called the podcast that cunts assholes and predators right I think, because I get riled up, I just use that energy until it depletes talking about, okay, I dislike this person or dislike that person because of this practice, that practice, that's how they do this, that's how they do that. And I feel that it's harmful because of this, this and this. But we'll talk about that in a minute. So now we're on the regular, not the regular edition, but the, what is it you call it? Backdoor, backstage. I can't remember you said about something on a podcast once. I'm kind of backstage this in the green room something like that <laughs> now we're in the green room now the show is over right and it's just yeah. you me and a bunch of other people well you don't <laughs> like the word you, i don't think watershed is enough I, watershed. Think it, I don't think it's enough um but kind of yeah the naughty bit that's what you call the it naughty the naughty bit, bit. yeah the oh, naughty okay. bit so now, yeah, now that we're on this, the naughty bit, the, so yeah, so the, for me, everyone's got the right to be stupid. Like that's totally fine by me. I have mm. no issue about it. I don't feel that you have, I, do, I don't like when magic gets political. Mm. So I don't feel like you have the, you know, have the right to go and correct people. Because ultimately, if they want to believe bad practice, then that's fine. Mm. Um, what I do feel you have the right, you know, you have obligated to do is to try and educate. So and to me, that doesn't mean forcing it down someone else's throat. That means that I offer an alternative. So when you say when I say, oh, well, I do such and such um, like the good God told me to. um your response would be, well, actually, when I work with such and such, um, this is the way that I operate. And actually, by enough people saying and talking about their practice, that in itself will cause a cultural change. Mm. So I still, it, it's not, I'm not saying that I don't believe to a certain extent what people would call gatekeeping. 
Like yeah. I do think there is a comfortable amount you give and you earn the rest to a certain extent. Um, but if we really believed that, we wouldn't put about as much half of the content that we put out for free um, out there. If we truly believed that in that kind of full sense, I think anybody that's willing to put the work in deserves to get to a better a better standard. Um, and I think that only happens with people sharing and talking about it, mm. because what I don't like is and which is what you tend to have in streams you know places like facebook etc which is why we're trying to move away from it to a certain extent is this yes culture me too um oh that's care i've got to be careful now i can't use that phrase that phrase is now political um but you know it is a kind of kind of like um if 30 out of the 40 people here say that you need to use a red candle that therefore is true i i object to that uh, and actually fuck what everybody else is doing if you think there's a different way to do it go ahead and fucking do it uh, um my interest is more about people having sovereignty and and being brave enough to go actually i don't do it that way on the opportunity that someone else in that room might also go oh okay that didn't sound right to me either uh, i'm not saying it needs to be a debate I'm just saying that somebody needs to actually go, I don't do that. Just just saying, guys, I'm, I'm glad that works for you, but it doesn't work for me. And if more people actually shared their experience rather than going, that's wrong because such and such a book said. Um, but they don't. That's the issue. You know? They don't say anything. No. And I think that's what's needed. I don't mm. think you need to go around telling people that they're wrong. What I do feel is share your experience mm. because your experience is far more powerful than you trying to correct somebody. Mm. Um, and unfortunately, in the in the West, particularly, people like to cite reference, don't they? They like to cite, give citations and reference. And because it's written on paper, well, once upon a time, it was very expensive and it was very hard to get published now you can publish on the back of cigarette packets if you wanted to mm -hmm. um and you know it's so easy to get printed nowadays that you can't trust just because it's printed means that that in any way shape or form is a valid argument mm -hmm. or valid practice which means that you have to be more savvy about it mm -hmm. you have to give actual thought and actually develop your own fucking opinion about what is right and what's wrong and you know, me and you are quite happy to be challenged on our practice. Yeah. But also you can learn what you want from us and don't take the rest. Like the beauty of learning in this day and age with the internet means you can cherry pick your learning. So, you know, you don't have to agree with everything we say. Like, which is why I kind of find the um, Patreon aspect difficult at times when people won't say what they're actually thinking. Mm. Like, for whatever reason, you don't have to agree with us, but we would like to hear that so we have a chance to rebuttal. Um, mm. You know, like, if you don't tell us that you don't believe it, it won't make any difference until you come to tell us about the the magic you've just done, and we go, mm. oh, okay, well, we told you to go the other way. Are you surprised it didn't work? Like, 
You fucking idiot. You know? <laughs> um, I don't think we've ever called anybody an idiot. I've called many people idiots. I've probably called more people fucking idiots. <laughs> I'm rude. Can you justify? Because I'll, I'll I'll do it too. Can you justify being a nasty, rude, fasty witch that can be somewhat offensive at times and upset and make the New Agers cry? Can you justify um, that? Or is there no justification for it? Did I don't think it's just bad. Personally, I don't think a justification is necessary in Why? the sense, in, and that's not from an elitist point of view. However, lots of people will suggest that it's from a, I am entitled to my opinion. Um, there is that kind of part that says, oh, but you don't need to share your opinion. And I do agree. But the difference is you pay us to give our opinion. So mm. I, I am in that unique position of going, well, actually you um what do they say you vote with your feet <laughs> you know it's a case of you don't be here means you don't have to hear my opinion but if you are coming and listening here then my opinion is what you pay for um mm. because the whole point of this is we are educators so you know i'm happy and the beauty of that means that you're also paying to question and challenge me i am putting myself in this position to be challenged like that's the whole point um and i think that's where i struggle with people in society who are quite happy to put their opinion out there but they're not happy they're not happy to be questioned mm. whereas i think we are very much ready to be you know and happy to be questioned now i could try and justify myself but i don't see why i should have to in the sense that you could you know you can start listing how many hours, how many years I've practiced, how many people I've taught, their wonderful achievements, thanks to, you know, thanks partially due to my input. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you can try and quantify it in that way, but I think that's worse because I think in those moments you're having to kind of give worth to something that actually, if I happen to say something to uh, something nice, to a lady at the bus stop and she has a fantastic day i don't need to take credit for that like no. because there will be other factors as to why that day went well um not just because i was nice but it might start a day off in the right frame of mind for her to have a good day um so i think to claim that is unfair because that person did the work and I think that's the same as all of with our mentees. Like, yes, we impart knowledge, but we don't actually get to take credit for what they've achieved, which I think in the past is what's happened. You know, um, we have a system in the West that kind of says, you know, you've got enough recommendations, you must be better than somebody else. Mm. Well, actually, you could be, a lone individual working with three practitioners your entire life and as long as they got to be good practitioners you did your job mm. now you could argue that that person did their job better than someone published a book so you know i think we at the moment are just taking advantage of the fact that this kind of free 
open way of speaking these days is available for free other than your kind of you know cost of your data which is pretty much the going rate for anything these days um but you know you can have my search history i'm quite happy um does what you do have a policy on selling everyone's metadata do they so is that what really is the secret funding for all of this <laughs> i don't think we'd call it the metadata that we farm i think it'd be more likely to be um the power of your firstborn but that's generally my going rate the um what do you do with the firstborns wouldn't you, wouldn't you like to know that's why i was asking <laughs> i'm not telling oh um i think that that sort of information is far more appropriately put in another format of ours uh, rather than this rather than this one um but yeah but i don't for a certain special hour you know like i just i don't think we would ha we should have to justify i think there is that kind of open part of by me announcing my opinion um you have the right to rebuttal it mm. um and i think that's entirely fine and i don't have to agree with you i i don't i don't understand that need in society that we all must come to the right the same conclusion because you know variety is the spice of life so surely the same should happen in opinions mm -hmm. so from my perspective as i'm getting older i'm finding that i have uh less patience and a more grouchy which i think is natural now when i see a lot of magical practice and such obviously like yourself i'll give my opinion when asked but sometimes i struggle to keep my mouth shut because i'm grouchy and you know luckily being polite or being rude let's say is not illegal so although it is not particularly nice being rude isn't the sort of thing your mummy and daddy would have liked when you were growing up but is not exactly illegal i'm an adult i'm allowed to be rude to people they may dislike me for it but i don't give a shit right what i see from my perspective anyway is say you have some man called donald in the middle of a pandemic he says publicly we can fix this coronavirus you just need to drink antibacterial gel if you drink the antibacterial gel you'll be fine now from my perspective I feel perfectly comfortable, uh, comfortable turning around and saying, Donald, you're a fucking idiot. And anyone who listens to you is a fucking idiot. Okay. The issue that I have is that we're not allowed to do that. And that that's often critiqued. Because what you're supposed to say is say, in my perspective, as a medical doctor, I don't think that that's a very good idea for this, this, this reason, you know. And then you would list your justifications and such. For me personally, I find that difficult. Okay. I find it much easier to say, Donald, you're a fucking idiot and no one listened to you, fucking idiot. Don't listen to Donald, he's a fucking idiot, right? This may or may not be a true story. Um, 
But that is what I'm viewing in terms of also magic, because there are some things which throughout my life, having met many different magical practitioners and coached and mentored magical practitioners and done magic myself and teaching myself, it gives you a sense of perspective. And when you see the same mistakes being made over and over and over and over and over again, and those mistakes are made by much like we talked about earlier, people that should know better, not the old lady, but the cybersecurity expert that didn't switch on the two-factor authentication, right? When I see that, I as a person struggle to be very calm and patient and say, look, let's let's have a little look. You're perfectly justified drinking that antibacterial gel. And if that's what you believe, that's fine. But I personally think you'll get an upset stomach at least from it. Now, from my perspective at this point, I'm too old and grouchy. I'm going to call them a fucking idiot. I will justify later why, and I will explain to them why, but that's what immediately comes out. And I'm afraid that's what you get with me with regards to magical mentoring and teaching and such. Anyone that listens to my ramblings would know. So, no, that's but I think that's, <laughs> I think that's, I think that's different though, because what you've just said is you're an idiot and here is why mm. is very different to what a lot of people in this kind of soundbite culture will do which is just you're an idiot mm. and walk away so to me there's that, that aspect of education is there is you know you're wrong and this mm. is why is is educating somebody mm. um what i have an objection to is the kind of the way in which social media works where you've just got 400 people underneath that are just going you're an idiot mm. with no explanation as to why um you know or you kind of like what you need to what people have a tendency to do is instead kind of like um you know we'll just put you're an idiot um or you know go by a dictionary those sorts of things that mm. are really not helpful and shouldn't really be part of the discussion mm. because to me the whole point of social media is discussion so if you're not going to give a reason for a comment you've made then you shouldn't be in the discussion um so you know there's a part of me who would police social media in a very different way um there's a reason why we have likes and dislike buttons mm. and emojis is allows you that if that is the limit of your understanding then that's what those are for right yeah. the comment buttons are for you to actually add something to the discussion mm. if you're not going to add something to the discussion stick to your emojis love um and that's that's kind of my my approach to it um and what i will often do when i'm scrolling through and i'm sure you know i've chosen to get myself in trouble before um is when you scroll through you have to make a decision as to whether or not you are willing to get into that argument so you commenting is you opening up to be shouted at mm. or for someone to disagree with you because like when we talk on here we are giving our opinion and therefore people have the right to rebuttal we have opened ourselves up to that opportunity and mm. that applies regardless of whether or not you're we're spouting it on a vlog um, or a podcast, or if you're writing it into some kind of discussion room, 
whether or not that be Facebook or a chat room or whatever, you are opening up yourself to that. And I think if more people thought about that, mm. a lot less of them would say the stupid stuff that they spout. And I am mm. going to use the word stupid there because I think it's appropriate in the discussion. Um, you know, is the fact of, you know, if someone goes, <laughs> drink bleach, it's going to make you feel better. Mm. Um, you need to be prepared to respond to the people that are going to go, I don't think you should be saying that. Um, mm. Like, it, there needs to be a, if to me, I would ignore any post because like lots of people do they destroy themselves when they put themselves they into these kind of you know these instagram stars that end up killing themselves all that kind of yeah. stuff you know there needs to be you have to have that kind of approach of kind of going okay well i'm only actually going to respond or pay attention to the people that have an argument because then suddenly that 500 comments becomes 20 of mm. which you only need to read those 20 mm. um, and the rest of them shouldn't exist. And I think really a good mod would do that. And I think that's, that's what a good moderator in a, in a, you know, if you were managed by somebody or whatever, and their job is to kind of take care of your social media. Unfortunately, we take in the West, particularly, I can't speak for the East, we take free speech to mean you can say whatever the fuck you like. Now, free speech is really should be if you've got something to add to the um, to the discussion, then add it. We have the beauty of kind of the likes and the and the emojis allows everybody to say they agree or disagree with something. That's what that's for. And that still allows you to have your free speech. But for you to just shout you know, you're a racist or something like that. Okay, give a justification and be prepared to be rebuttaled. Mm. Um, you know, you're a sexist. Well, why? Tell, t Explain to me why that phrase that has been used, I don't know. Um, I can't even think of a good example now that I've given them. But well, there was one for you, wasn't there? So... When you got caught by uh, those... Uh... People oh yeah, thing the one I got in trouble for, which was really supposed to be an educational moment. Yeah. I was trying to educate and kind of go, well, that's actually really impressive. Mm. Um, turned into, I'd use, you know, they considered I'd used a slur, which well, culturally... Racist, wasn't it? They didn't, they accused, well, no, they accused us, didn't they, as a company of being racist, I think. Yeah. And to me, that that's what I don't that's what I don't understand. So to me, that's an that's an unuse, un, unhelpful comment. Mm. So a discussion would make more sense in order to actually kind of, if you're trying to do something def, defamatory, like all these people that are kind of like, you know, J.K. Rowling's a good example. For everyone to go, she's a turf, she's a turf. Don't speak to her. Like, okay, well, give me the justification. Or accept that everybody knows that. <laughs> give give a real reason as to why. And then, like, you know, particularly at the moment, um, because I actually, and you know, you can all run away from pod from the podcast if you really hate J.K. Rowling that much. I actually went out of my way on Wednesday, uh, Tuesday, 
And after going and experiencing the new Harry Potter game um, on Monday night, because I went round to a friend who just got it, I loved the experience so much that I spent £500 on Tuesday buying a PS5 in order to play it. What? Yeah. You're playing computer games, wizard computer yeah. games. Wizard Shouldn't you computer be doing game. the real one in the Astral? So anyway, because it was such a beautiful game. Now, mm. to me, I don't see, because let's face it, I could boycott J.K. Rowling's products for the rest of my life. And we can all you do, do the same. You know, we could do, we could do, we could all do the same and avoid her for the rest of life. It would make absolutely no difference to her. What it does make a difference to is the six years of developers, all who actually, you know, need to be able to make money to live. Uh. Um, I'm happy to spend that £50 to play that game. And support all those people that did a really great job at creating a fucking beautiful game. Um, that, you know, even kind of two days in, um, I watched Dan do a different part of it. My brother watched it, it play a different part of it. And he, and he turned around and he went, when I thought that this game couldn't get any more beautiful, like, you know, um, something else happens. Do you know what I mean? Like... Mm. I appreciate the artwork, and that is always going to be my argument for any, for J.K. and all the others. If there was a beautiful painting that I had seen by Adolf Hitler, um, because he was an artist, I believe. If yeah, I'd seen a beautiful, if I'd have seen a beautiful painting by um, Adolf, I'd be like, "Fucking hell, that's a good painting." He's a right, a right dickhead, but fuck, he can paint like. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't have any problem because I think you have to separate artist from art in order mm. to actually enjoy things that are beautiful. Um, and you have to appreciate effort where effort is given. Otherwise, you know, there'd be some fairly sketch. We've said before, haven't we? Like, I don't have a problem with whatever your goals are. I'm going to, I'm going, you asked me a question, I'm going to give you a helpful answer. I think we talked about it before, haven't we, where you said, would you create, you know, would you um, create a, you know, um, a bomb spell that's going to take out the entire of such and such? And I was like, well, I don't have a problem with giving someone a schematic for that bomb. What I'm not going to do is get involved in actually making it. Mm. Um if that person is smart enough to figure out the schematic, then sure. Um, I don't have a problem, you know, uh, what's what's the um, the Slughorn reference? Um, this is all purely academic, Harry. Yeah. Like, you know, there is that kind of part of, I'll theoretically discuss any kind of magic with anybody. And it doesn't even need to be magical. I'll, I'll discuss anything, anything. Um. I think that didn't the master ask us a question the other day, something along the lines of, you know, you can get yourself shot for asking, why don't we kill children? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that is not because there's a, you, you know, the, children. It's called the automatic. The Americans do it with their drones all the time, don't they? You know, like there is that kind of going, well, actually, no question, however deranged the question may be, needs to be met with, oh, answer the question like 
actually engage your brain and consider and consider what the actual work is you know actually why don't we and the answer will probably be some kind of victorian moral system um because that's that's exactly why designer babies are a questionable act that's why you know um you get into very sticky ground if you if you say something along the lines of you know if i knew my child was going to have x disease am i prepared to have them um you know engineered in a way that avoids them having that difficulty in life mm. um and obviously when you say that from one direction that goes oh concerned parent um from the woke direction it says what you're going to diddle with your child's dna so it's not like my child who's mm. got x you know what i mean like people aren't very good at detaching themselves from the emotional aspect of it and discussing it purely as a concept mm. um and actually they're, they're missing out on what potentially could have come out of that discussion if you'd removed the emotion from it mm. like you robots are so good at Beep. so and that's the thing like i don't think anything should be taken off the table really in in general discussion providing mm. people are actually engaged in discussion yeah so to go back to kind of so mote it be like i'm happy for it all to exist bad practitioners can stay out there if they so wish i will get bored of talking to them mm. so i will stop speaking to them but i don't have an issue with one of them asking me a genuine question if they're going to be receptive to the answer now that doesn't mean will agree with me being receptive to an answer that is not the same as yours is very different um and you know there is part of me that can completely try and put myself in the in the perspective of a serial killer um i'm sure there is something about that moment that made it make sense yeah, i have to do it all, you know i have to do it all when the you time they like go out in their eyes it's like having an orgasm <laughs> You know, so that you kind of like, okay, well, that's not how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. It's not how I would feel about doing it. Um, but I can understand because I've tried to put myself in your position and gone, okay, for you, that was necessary. Um, and most people would think that I then are therefore a crazy person. Um, mm. But that is your opinion. <laughs> So that you are talking about that story later on certain planetary hours, no doubt, because I could say some stuff that I probably shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not on this, but maybe it'll come out at other times. Yeah. Any final thoughts? We've got just under a minute left, so note that gone. I think the important thing, even if you are a follower of us who loves everything we say don't don't allow yourself to become an echo chamber mm. like listen to what other people say even if it's just to disagree with them um you know go and go on things like pathos um what's the map maker's favorite place to go reddit you know reddit. Go, and find, oh, God, yeah. go and find the witch talk and see how you feel about some of those things 
and it needs to it needs to be a why do i disagree not i disagree i disagree because mm. or i disagree and this is why and if you do that then i think you're safe that would be an interesting series of posts in the new witchcraft life group to go on tick witch talk or reddit or facebook or anything like that find a comment that you think is stupid and terrible and then Explain post why. it and then put underneath why you disagree with it that would be interesting that would make for a very interesting conversations no doubt i might just go and do that i'm gonna need to go and google define turf is it for yes I didn't realize JK Rowling was hated so much and they created a word for her or something, but I'm going to Google that now. No, it wasn't created specifically for her, but oh. they are, they are a group of feminists that, you know, turf is the term used for a group of feminists who feel that it is their right um, to stop other, other women. And I mean, trans women, other women getting the same rights as them. Hmm. Honestly, I can't keep up with the amount of different types of feminists there are. It's just, well, it's crazy. I thought it, it all was started. To just mean... It all started when we gave you gave them the vote, Liam. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh well. I look forward to be shot into being shot down for that. Mm. Okay. Goodbye, everyone.